this bulletin, the Western Australian government to apologize for historical theft of Aboriginal workers' wages after landmark settlement. The Israeli military completed its encirclement of Gaza, splitting the territory into two. And the coalition offers cautious support of negotiations with China on joining the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Western Australia's government has agreed to a historic $180.4 million settlement to address the decades-long injustice of wages stolen from thousands of Aboriginal workers between 1936 and 1972. The state will also issue a public acknowledgement and apology in Parliament at the end of the month to surviving and deceased Aboriginal workers. The settlement is subject to approval by the Federal Court of Australia with the court to to decide the exact amount for each claimant. Vicky Ansulatos from Shine Lawyers, who represented the claimant, says she hopes the class action can inspire greater understanding of the experiences of Aboriginal people in WA. The workers and their descendants suffered intergenerational disadvantage because of the legislation that was in place in the state of Western Australia over many decades, which affected the lives and livelihoods of Aboriginal people. A remote Indigenous community in Western Australia is renewing its calls for the state government to improve the quality of local drinking water, linking poor health to the water quality. Nitrate levels have been high for a number of years in the Goldfields region of Leverton. The organic compound is commonly found in groundwater. A drinking water quality report by local supplier Water Corporation found that over the past decade, nitrate levels peaked at nearly 40 milligrams per litre in 2020 in the Laverton Shire. That is 15 times higher when compared with the past suburb of Wanneroo. Wongata Wonganara elder Annette Stokes told SBS it's frustrating to residents that the problem hasn't been addressed. Sad and angry because, you know, we spoke to them lot, lots of time around the table too and um, explained all that we can and all we're saying, you know, is fix it, help us, fix it. And um, with our elders and even our people, you know, young people and all, you know, they're coming up and having kidney problems and it's a ro- terrible thing. Pacifica activists are calling on Australia to take firmer steps to reducing emissions, saying failure to do so is a violation of their human rights. The push comes ahead of the Pacific Islands Forum in the Cook Islands, which is due to begin this Monday, the 6th of November. Climate activists say the Pacific Islands are on the front line of climate change, with the future for many living there becoming increasingly uncertain. Director of 350 Pacific, Joseph Sikulu, says the emissions reduction target already set by Australia is not enough. We always say that Australia is a big brother nation in the Pacific and Australia really needs to start acting like that. And one of the difficult things about Australia's presence, especially within something like the Pacific Island Forum, is that it comes in with a lot of leverage and a lot of power. They should do more to try and push for the betterment of our region and the betterment of our people. The Israeli military says it has now encircled Gaza City, dividing the besieged Palestinian territory into two. Israeli Defense Force spokesperson Ray Admiral 
Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari has described the move as an important stage in the war against the Hamas militant group who have controlled Gaza since 2007. Today, IDF forces led by the Golani unit surrounded Gaza City. Today, there is North Gaza and South Gaza. They reach the coastline. They hold this line. A broadcaster in the Philippines has been shot dead while, the, while he was live on air. The National Union of Journalists in the Philippines has identified the journalist as Juan Humalon, saying in a statement that he was attacked by unidentified assailants while broadcasting from his home in a southern Philippines town. Philippines President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. has condemned the killing and ordered police to conduct an investigation to bring their silence to justice. The federal opposition says Anthony Albanese should tread carefully around China's bid to join a Trans-Pacific trade bloc, an issue that is expected to arise when the Prime Minister meets Chinese President Xi Jinping in Beijing. Premier Li Qiang has told a key international import-expo that China intends to advance its accession to the group and continue to promote the greater opening up of market opportunities in the country. Mr. Albanese has not ruled out backing China's application to join the 12-nation comprehensive and progressive agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, but also has said any country wishing to join must demonstrate it can meet the high standards of the agreement. Opposition Foreign Affairs spokesperson Simon Birmingham has told Sky News that is the appropriate response. China has not acted in good faith with Australia on trade terms recently. So we would need to see a good period of good faith engagement before considering membership. China really has systemic barriers to being able to meet the high standards of the TPP, which include strong rules around how state-owned enterprises Uh, work in their economy. And so you would need to see reform in China ahead of any membership being entered into. The federal government says it's negotiating with the states and territories on a range of infrastructure projects following a review that has found Australia's investment pipeline was putting around $33 billion worth of cost pressures on the economy. Those talks involve working out what projects in in the investment pipeline are still needed. Infrastructure Minister Catherine King says she believes the management of infrastructure projects under the previous government is the reason for the projected increase and why costs now need to be reined in. The pipeline went from 150 to 800 projects under the previous government, a large proportion of those coming into the pipeline in the lead-up to the 2016 and the 2019 election campaigns. You can read what you might uh, want to uh, in terms of that timing. Many of them announced with very, um, not, you know, not knowing how much the projects were actually going to cost, so those projects uh, are difficult to build because there isn't enough money to build them. A new survey suggests one in four nurses in primary health care plan to leave their job in the next two to five years because of stress and exhaustion at work. The startling findings come from the annual study by the Australian Primary Healthcare Nurses Association, APNA, which surveyed about 4,000 people, the largest sample in the 15 years it has been conducted.
Abner President Karen Booth says the loss of experienced personnel from the profession would be felt for years in important areas such as heart health education and management programs, vaccinations, wound care and screening for diseases including breast cancers. Those in primary health care work Sorry, those in primary health care work outside hospitals within general practice, aged care facilities, schools and other settings and make up one in seven of the 640,000 registered health professionals in Australia. And to sport, Novak Djokovic has eased past Grigor Dimitrov to claim his seventh Paris Masters title with the top-seeded Serbian outclassing the Bulgarian 6-4, 6-3 in the final. Dimitrov put up more of a fight in the second set, but he could not prevent Djokovic from taking his 40th ATP Masters 1000 title. Victory was seeded when Dimitrov sent a backhand wide, extending Djokovic's win to 18 matches since his defeat by Carlos Alcaraz in the Wimbledon title clash in July. Djokovic says he had to fight hard to claim the match. I somehow managed to, I guess... Yeah, find an extra shot over the net, and uh, I think match was closer than the scoreline indicates. Uh, but you know, another amazing win for me. So I'm very proud of this one, considering what I've been through this week. And now having a look at the weather around the country: boom, broom, sunny, 32 degrees; Perth, partly cloudy, 26; Adelaide, sunny, 28; Melbourne, mostly sunny, 28; Hobart, partly cloudy, 21; Albury, Wodonga, 27, and a sunny day; Canberra, much the same, 24; Wollongong, cloudy, 21; Sydney, similar conditions, 23; Newcastle, cloudy, 22. Brisbane, possible shower, 24. Townsville, partly cloudy, 29. Keynes, much the same, 31. Alice Springs, partly cloudy, 36. Darwin, a shower, 234. And the Strait Islands, a sunny day ahead and a top of 31 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.